Hello and welcome to COS Live. You can watch the original video broadcast live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Visit conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's COS Live. Well, hello, COS supporters, and welcome back to another edition of COS Live. My name is Andrew Lush. I will be your host for this program, as you might see. Rita Peters, my partner in crime, she is not with us today, uh, so you're just stuck with me, unfortunately. We have a great show lined up for you, but before uh, we get to the agenda for today's show, uh, please drop us a comment. Let us know where you are tuning in from and what state you are watching from. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And then while you're at it, please send out a retweet, a share, a rumble, uh, wherever you're watching from, get the message out about Article 5 of the Constitution and Convention of States. This is the secret weapon that the Founding Fathers gave to you and I to make sure that we keep D.C., the elites, and the federal government in check. So we have to use it. As you can see, runaway debt, career politicians, and an out-of-control federal government. We need to use Article 5 right now. So did you know that you can make an impact in elections? Yes, you can. Uh, and it doesn't have to be uh, just when, you know, when it's two weeks out from the election. You could be preparing to make an impact uh, all the time, constantly preparing to make an impact in elections. We're going to be talking with Jason Heron, who is the state director of Vermont. He's going to talk and share about how he was able to organize people to check uh, some local issues that were happening with ballots. We're going to talk about that in a few moments. Um, uh, we have a new edition of COS Now, which is going to be coming in just a few moments. But before we get to all of that, we do have our Article 5 trivia giveaway with COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. Mike, over to you. Thank you, Andrew. Boy, it's great to be here. It's great to be back. I just got back from a really fun trip out to the desert here in California where I exercised my Second Amendment rights and shot a little 22 semi-automatic rifle, a 9 millimeter and a shotgun, shot some skeet. It was super fun. And so that's what I'm going to give away today is I'm going to give away this Second Amendment hat right from the COS store. It says Convention of States on the side. So you can proudly display your affection for the Second Amendment as well. But in the meantime, we're going to give you some trivia that allow you to win this hat. And if you win this hat, you can proudly wear it wherever you want. However, if you don't win the hat, feel free to go to shopconventionofstates.com and you can go buy your own hat. You can see there's a collection behind me. This one's missing off the wall from where I'm hanging my hats because I like a whole lot of the COS hats. So feel free to browse around and get whatever hat you want. And you can also try your hand at this trivia question. Here we go. Next Monday marks the anniversary of which amendment to the Constitution? I think, well, that's kind of random, isn't it? There's 27 amendments to the Constitution. Well, let me give you a little hint that this amendment repealed the 18th Amendment. So there's your, your hint. Hopefully your fingers are tapping away. We really like it when you are tapping away and interacting with us on this live event because that means more people are going to be served. More people are going to see this because you're interacting showing and voting essentially with your fingers that this is a good way to spend a little bit of time, learn about Article 5, learn about the Constitution, learn about Convention of States. I'll be back at the end to share the answer, and hopefully you're the one who won.
talk to you soon. Thanks, Mike. Before we get to the interview, we do have a new episode of COS Live put together by our own producer, G, who's in the background. Uh, it's going to be the latest news for Convention of States. We want to keep you up to date. So go ahead and check it out. This is Convention of States Now. Convention of States Action CEO Mark Meckler and Rita Peters, Senior Vice President for Legislative Affairs, have officially launched a new podcast called Crossroads which focuses on the hot-button issues of the day from a faith perspective. You spent election night at the Daily Wire in Nashville, Tennessee. Tell, for, for listeners who aren't familiar, tell us what the Daily Wire is and then tell us what that night was like for you and why you were there. And you know, one of the things I'm, I'm proudest of that they're doing is they are the bleeding edge in the culture war around transgender ideology. Matt Walsh is one of their hosts and I appeared at his rally to end childhood mutilation in Tennessee. You can check out that show, audio versions of COS Live and The Battle Cry, and much more at conventionofstates.com forward slash pod, or just look for the official Convention of States podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Meanwhile, Chris Salcedo of Newsmax used his opening monologue on a recent show to call out U.S. Senator Mitch McConnell for opposing Convention of States in Kentucky. Mitch likes a big, all-controlling federal government. So what you folks in Kentucky should do is form massive coalitions to target not Mitch McConnell, but your state lawmakers. You must give them a choice. Do they value Mitch McConnell's money or do they value your votes? You must make it clear to them they can't have both. You must begin to erode the base of support that Mitch and other statists like him use to attack the rights guaranteed us under the Constitution, especially Article 5. Our greatest asset is that we outnumber them. It's time we, the people, strike back against those who seek to rob us of a government of, by, and for the people by using the very document that was created to thwart their dark designs. On last week's episode of COS Live, we gave you a quick overview of electoral victories at the state legislative level that COS Action helped achieve. Now here is a rundown of party breakdown in key state legislatures as we know them today. In North Carolina, the Senate has 30 Republicans and 20 Democrats, while the House has 70 Republicans and 48 Democrats. Two races there are still undecided. In Ohio, the Senate has 67 Republicans to 31 Democrats, while the House has 26 Republicans to just 7 Democrats. In the Kansas Senate, there's 29 Republicans, 11 Democrats, and in the House, there's 86 Republicans with just 39 Democrats. Remember that in Kansas, a two-thirds supermajority is required to pass any Article 5 legislation. Wyoming Senate has 28 Republicans to just two Democrats, and in the House has 56 Republicans to just four Democrats. In Montana, the Senate has 31 Republicans to 19 Democrats, with the House 64 Republicans, 31 Democrats. Five races there are still undecided. In Iowa, their Senate has 37 Republicans with just 12 Democrats, with one race there still undecided, and in the House, 63 Republicans, 32 Democrats, and five races still undecided. Remember that it's the state legislatures, not Congress, that votes on our Article 5 application, which has already been passed in 19 states with 15 more needed to trigger an Article 5 convention to propose term limits, fiscal restraints, and limits on federal overreach. Finally, here's a look at some of the most recent photos from across the country of Convention of States volunteer patriots in action as they reach, teach, and activate Americans with a constitutional solution that's as big as the D.C. problem.
And now you're up to date with the Convention of States. Joining us today, we have Jason Heron, who is the state director for Vermont. Jason, it's a pleasure to have you on uh, on this COS Live. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I have a lot of questions for you today. I want to get kind of uh, your perspective on you know what happened in the 2022 election, uh, because a lot of people are really frustrated about it. They feel like there's fraud. There's um, there's a lot of questions about the integrity of the election, and this kind of happens every year. But you know, 2020 and 2022 were very. Uh, it was much more exaggerated, the suspicion of the ele the election. Um, but you kind of know, you've kind of dealt with this in your own area, in your own, um, in your own town. Uh, you kind of were able, and not only did you kind of deal with ballot issues, you were able to solve this. So can you um, share with the audience a little bit of this story about how you discovered some ballot issues within, within your town in Vermont, and then what you did to kind of get that um, resolved? Yeah, sure. We um, in Vermont, they mailed out ballots to everyone, anyone on the voter checklist. So uh, in the process, there are this role called the justices of the peace. Um, that's become a fairly important role for uh, for local elections. Uh, our town clerk had missed a deadline for that, and so the mail-in ballots didn't have the justice of the peace candidates on them. So I've kind of created this group through COS and Constitution Alive um, that we are organized now that we saw this problem. And so what happened was our town clerk, um, realizing this issue, decided to take it upon herself and try and resolve it. And so she, what she did was she created her own ballot, um, which was not legal, and she mailed it to just certain people in town, um, just people that she thought would want to be on the ballot. When we found out about this, we instantly said, well, look, we have to do something about it. Um, this this is the first off the ballot's illegal. Um, and so we we got together. We actually we meet regularly on a Thursday night, but we got together on a Monday afternoon to to talk about this. And what we decided was that if, if it was going to be fixed, we had to do it. There was no other organization or group that was going to resolve this problem. So we did. We sat down and. Uh, we talked about the laws, uh, what a ballot should look like, what markings it needs, uh, it needed write-in candidates. To kind of go backwards, we had appointed two people to the Board of Civil Authority uh, in Guilford. Uh, we learned about a law and we weren't represented uh, there, so we appointed two people. These two people in our group actually, after we had our meeting, we created a ballot. Uh, we we came up with how much it was going to cost, uh, the time frame it needed to go out with. We we did everything. We showed the statutes. We had those two people that we appointed to the Board of Civil Authority call a special meeting. They uh, they presented everything that we put together, including the ballot, uh, the instructions that we put together. Uh, we gave them a list of how much money it was going to cost, and, and they unanimously agreed to resend the ballot with everything that we put in. So we were able to. Uh, to basically solve the problem because we were an organized group uh, that got together um, essentially because of the Convention of States project. And that, that's just one of the examples, but that was kind of a big one. And when you're talking about voter integrity and election integrity in Vermont, it's it's tough. Uh, everything's being mailed. It's all being put through Dominion voting machines. Uh, there's not a whole lot of faith in the, in the whole process in Vermont, but it's good to see that there are people active and seeing issues and then resolving them. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely understand what you're saying about how it's tough. There's a lot of mail-in uh, voting in Vermont, and there's many other states that have mail-in voting. Then, of course, there's the voting machines, and then it's hard to trust those things. But really, your story, what that says to me, that's that's self-governance right there in action. And that's identifying a problem and then uh, rallying and organizing people to resolve that problem. It's just an outstanding story. I want to go back to something that you said, though, because you talked about Constitutional Live. And you know, many of our viewers might, know, might not know exactly what Constitutional Live is. Uh, as you know, uh, Rick Green at Patriot Academy has partnered with Convention of States Action. And we uh, kind of promote Constitutional Live. You know, we are... Uh, an organization that is using Article 5 of the Constitution. So it just kind of makes sense that we promote Constitutional Live and Constitutional Education. Um, can you just share a little bit about what uh, Constitutional Live is, kind of Patriot Academy, and then how that was able, or how you were able to use that to kind of organize these people um, um, with these ballot issues? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, that, that's such a huge huge part of, of this group being established to begin with. When I first signed uh, the petition to be, uh, you know, the support convention of states and check the box to volunteer, I did probably like what a lot of people do. And you just kind of go out and you send emails just thinking, boy, if you could just convince people that just to sign on to this, it's, it's going to solve the problem. What I recognized right away was that I had no influence. Um, the servant leadership class that I took uh, through convention of states is really what made me recognize that that you need influence uh, if people don't think you have influence then then you don't have any i had um learned about david barton through the convention of states and by the way that man's changed my life that's for another story but through david barton convention of states led me to patriot academy and the constitutional live course i have um i, I own a farm i wear earbuds a lot and i was listening to these constitutional live courses constantly and i can't tell you how many times i stopped during the middle of my day and was like i can't believe i didn't know this um so that kind of got my wheel spinning well maybe maybe other people would be interested in this but i was hesitant just i think like everyone is i'm just learning about the constitution i don't really know I, i'm certainly not a teacher of it um so i went on patriot academy and i looked and it turns out you you don't have to be very bright to do this you just have to hit play uh, they have workbooks. It's all very simple. So I went to a Republican committee meeting and I am not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I, I'm just an American. I, I, I hate the political divisiveness in this country, but I went to the Republican committee meeting and basically said I was so disgruntled with the way our government was running, but I'd like to share some of the Constitution and I know about this course and I couldn't believe it, but the the whole place, there was like seven people in there. They're, they're absolutely, when do you want to do it? And so that just started. We we started watching those those courses and we did the 10 week course and we were meeting once a week. And after those sessions, you wouldn't believe the conversations that come out, out of it. And and all of a sudden you're, well, what can we do right here? What what can we do in our town? And it turns out our you know, our, there's plenty to do in our town. Our, our town's kind of a microcosm of what's going on in the country. So that Constitutional Live class, it did so much. At first off, it, it just educates you on some of the very basic fundamental principles of the Constitution and why why we should be supporting it. But then it, it, then it brought this group of people together that have this kind of like-mindedness after the fact, and it just it rallied so it so it meet so we meet now once a week and, and it has nothing to do with constitutional live it's it's about trying to hold our local government 
representatives accountable. So that, that constitutional law, I cannot emphasize that enough. If you're looking a way to get your feet in the door with some influence and, and make an impact, uh, and, and it's such a fun thing uh, to do, uh, I, I can't, I, it, it has been the reason uh, that, that I think that this group has been successful in that, and why we're growing in Vermont. And I love how you, you, you talked about how you starting small with Constitution Alive really led to, you know, big involvement and the ability to organize and lead and and get people in your area to be kind of watchdogs almost in a way and to actually practice self-governance, which is just such an amazing story. So I love hearing that. Uh, tell us about your involvement in this past election. Uh, it's my understanding that you were, uh, as an individual, supporting COS-friendly candidates. Uh, what advice would you have for others out there who are, you know, in your area, who are, or, or who are in other states, if they would like to participate in elections as well to help get COS-friendly candidates elected? I mean, Vermont's tough. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, re reason is kind of out the window in Vermont. It, it give me an example. If there are people, if they hear the word Republican or conservative, that they, they, they get a feeling of hatred. And there's no amount of reason that can overcome them uh, when it comes to that. So I, I believe that you're, you're fighting a losing battle in Vermont just by putting yourself out there as a Republican candidate. Um, and that's, I think, what's going on going on in Vermont and, and why it's so difficult to to make any headway is that people are they're facing their emotions they're not actually arguing or rationalizing with reason um so with our election process in Vermont it was very very disappointing um we put in a lot of work I, there's a, a a friend of mine who, who we convinced to run and she is a great candidate loves the constitution supporter of COS um and, and we just all we did was expose her candidate's voting record, and it's atrocious, uh, you know, what she's voted for. And we thought that was going to be enough, but it it didn't even it didn't make a difference. Um, so that was that was very frustrating to to see that, though not surprising. Um, so I don't think anyone was, you know, I guess disappointed is is a word for it, but not not going to stop because of the results of this, where. We just know that the battle we're in is is that much more difficult. But if I if I were to say anything, it it's it's working the process of COS. Um, you know, it starts off where you think it's about signatures, but it's not. It's you know, as a district captain, it's about getting that group organized and and holding your local government accountable. Um, so once you start doing that and you and you start advertising that you know, hey, this is the Constitution and it, it's just full of fundamental principles. There's nothing archaic about it. Um, I, I think that's how you you win these people over, and that's that's where we're moving with Vermont right now. Is we have to get away from the political parties. Um, this is about a, a way of government. If you if you want the you know, if you want a top-down government where the federal government tells the states what to do and the states tell the municipalities what to do, the municipalities tell what the individuals should do, well, then you should you should try and live in Vermont because that's what they're trying to do. If you want it to be the other way around where the people are in charge and and then and that's what, but we have to explain that. I mean, most people in Vermont and I think in the country in general think that the federal government's in charge. Um, so getting people to understand how an Article 5 convention uh, works is, is certainly the way you you change that dynamic. Uh, if people understand that the states are in charge and the people are in charge, um, 
boy, just just getting that information out there is enough to to realize that whoa, what we've got going in on, on in Vermont is is not freedom and liberty. It's it's the exact opposite. So I'd say uh, just keep focusing on what Convention of States the whole plan is. Uh, you just follow their plan, uh, fill roles, follow the plan, and I think it's all going to work out just like it's supposed to. Yeah, and I love the advice yeah. you're giving about um, about political parties, about that you know, Convention of States is a nonpartisan organization. We aren't Republican. We're not Democrat. Uh, one of my favorite lines from Representative Bill Taylor in South Carolina is he says, "This isn't a a red movement, a blue movement. It's a red, white, and blue movement." And yeah. it's it's a great way to kind of cut through the political divide because, as you said, there is a lot of emotion when it comes to your political party. But if you stick to the principles, if you stick to the mission and what Convention of States wants to do, because you know one of the things we say is we are the solution as big as the problem. So, uh, and that's not uh, because of a, a party a party affiliation. That's because we have Article Five of the Constitution. We have the founders um, kind of supporting us. So that's, you know, one perspective. I, I want to switch over to kind of talking about the Vermont team, though, just for a moment, because you, you mentioned that it's not easy in Vermont, that it's really difficult uh, in, in your state because uh, uh, sometimes there's that, that, that political affiliation that, that comes into play. But can you just give us an update on what's going on with the Vermont team and what's going to be coming next as we move from uh, 2022 and we go into 2023 and the new legislative session? Kind of what's going to be happening for the Vermont team? It's, it's really exciting. I'm so, so like excited to answer this question. Um, so we last last year when I first became the state director, we we went to uh, a state fair and there were there was probably seven total volunteers, really a, a, a group of four that that stayed there and, and worked the fair for the day. And we, we picked up o over 275 uh, petition signers in Vermont. Now, that may not sound like a lot, but Vermont had less than 4000 signatures since 2016. Uh, it hasn't been a play for in Vermont at all. So we basically picked up about 8% of the total votes in a four-day period uh, just from working one fair with very little support. Um, so that was one real positive thing that we're seeing that, wow, we really can have an impact here if we just focus some of our energy on uh, on some of those things like that, the state fairs and whatnot. So that was kind of where we were, were going with that. Something happened um, with a representative. Uh, her name is Vicki Strong. She is a gold star mother and just a wonderful person. She is from Northern Vermont and she was a state representative in the House of Representatives in Vermont for the last 12 years. Uh, last year, her district was redrawn and she was put in a district that was not friendly to her. Now, Vicki was uh, is a supporter of COS. She actually went to the first simulated convention in 2015. Um, She's always been a supporter in our legislature. So when she lost that race, it was that was a tough pill to swallow. Um, and, and you could almost look at that, boy, that's really defeating. But that's not how I looked at it. I, 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 I gave her like a week to kind of lick her wounds. And I, I reached out to her. And she has just enthusiastically agreed to be our new legislative liaison for Vermont. Uh, she has so much influence still uh, in our in our Congress. Um, like I said, I, this 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 woman is it, it, the role was was fit for her. I, I'd like to announce a couple other ones, but I can't do it quite yet because um, so what's happened is is some people that lost their races are recognizing that just electing people isn't going to be the, the solution. 
Um, so they're they're buying in and people that were doing things kind of on their own are now saying, look, I want to be a part of the COS movement. Um, so we're, we're, we're working on our leadership team where we we filled one big role uh, with with Vicky. I've got another one. Um, uh, it's we're, we're filling it. But we can't uh, say anything yet about it uh, just because they they haven't actually officially agreed to it. And we're having another meeting on, on December 6th with some some pretty influential people in Vermont that have shown a lot of interest in COS and we're trying to trying to unite them so we can get focused and we can get on offense because that's what's going on in Vermont. We're, we are constantly deflecting. We are a baseball team that never gets up the bat. And boy, you get these this group of people uh, you know, involved behind COS and you see that momentum and then you can contact our supporters and that grows and then we're going to target individual uh, people uh, on the committee that has our resolution on the wall. Uh, we've got a lot of plans going on. And then all the fairs this summer that we're really going to, we're going to hit them all. We're not just going to hit one in Rutland. We're going to hit them all as many as we can. And so we've got a lot of, lot of plans coming up for this spring, summer and fall with COS. And uh, right now we're trying to fill in some of the leadership roles and, and we filled a big, big one with, Vicky Strong, so I'm I'm really excited to announce that here. Actually, that is so great. Is so great. The momentum that you have, um, the ability to generate just uh, a large number of petitions, and uh, looking ahead at all the fairs that you're going to uh, target in uh, 2023 during the summer, it's just exciting to hear how the team is uh, really unifying, coming together, and how you guys are going to be. Uh, what I, it seems like you're going to be a well-oiled machine. And that's just really encouraging and inspiring to hear how uh, that's happening in Vermont. I got one last question, Jason, before we let you go. Uh, I just want to get to know, a little, I want the audience to know a little bit about you. Can you just share what your COS story is? Kind of tell us how you got involved with the organization and how you've then come all this way to now be the state director for Vermont. And lastly, also, uh, just what drives you every day to work at this? So getting involved with COS, I, I had been a big fan of term limits for a while, and, and though now I'm involved with COS, I realize that's more of a, you know, a symptom rather than the disease. What I was so disgruntled about, I wasn't signing any more petitions until Ben Shapiro, I have been listening to him, and I, I had heard Mark Meckler before, um, and then Ben uh, supported it, so I really looked into it, and after, once I realized that this was legit, that I was all in. Um, so from there, it was just a matter of, how much information I could absorb and, and what time I could do it in. And I, I met before I own a farm, it's a maple farm. Uh, we do firewood and lumber. I'm constantly wearing buds. I used to just listen to music. Uh, instead, I started listening to people like David Barton and Michael Ferris and the list goes on and on. So that would, that's what really kind of drove me. The, the COVID thing was really kind of one of the things that got me questioning it. When the governor of Vermont was saying that you couldn't travel, uh, you couldn't perform your work. Uh, I said, well, that's unconstitutional out loud. And I was like, well, what do you know about the constitution? I, I don't know anything. I just instinct was like, that's unconstitutional. And, but so then it just kind of segued from there where, we, you know, I got to this point where there was a, a well, okay, I'm a district captain. I, I feel like I'm being successful with organizing my district and getting them organized. Well, we need a state director. So I, I just, filled the role. I, I, I'm not even sure I'm a good state director. I just know someone needs to fill the role. And I just believe wholeheartedly in this organization as, as it is the only way we are going to save our country without mm -hmm. shedding blood. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I forget what that second part of that question was because I really wanted to answer it, but that was that's basically how I got started with COS was was through Ben Shapiro and just recognizing that it was a legitimate a legitimate thing. Uh, hearing that is all the proof I need, by the way, to know that you're an excellent state director. Uh, but the second part of the question was uh, like, what drives you each day? Uh, what 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 gets you up in the morning? What motivates you? What keeps you? Uh, working at this so diligently, organizing, unifying the team, going out there and working. What is it? What's the secret sauce that you have? I tell you, for me, um, it was very difficult until I took the servant leadership class. Um, that really put things into perspective for me, not only understanding how the organization COS operates and, and, and how it functions, but that you know, John Quincy Adams says this. This is what I always go to. John Quincy Adams says the duty is ours, the results are God's. And I, and I know everyone's kind of got the, their version of that, but I, I just totally believe in that. That it's it's just my duty to do the right thing and and to just try and 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 fight this because not fighting it is is as bad as being on the other side. So I just keep going back to that. The, the duty is ours, the results are God's, and we'll we're just going to fight and and. And I'm so happy to have an organization like the Convention of States Project that has my back and has the structure ready to, to fight and actually win. Um, I guess that's what it is. It's it's always it always goes back to the you know Michael's and and and, and Mark Meckler's dream, Michael Ferris, and Mark Meckler's dream of this, and just working the plan. Um, so. Just do the right thing because it's a thing to do and, and you don't worry about the results. They'll, they'll work themselves out. That is outstanding. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it's just, uh, you're very inspiring, Jason, uh, just talking about duty and, and God providing the results and, and just to keep, continue working diligently. Uh, we want to have you back on. Uh, Anytime. always welcome to join us. Uh, thank you for coming on today. And I'm rooting for you. The, the audience is rooting for you. Your, your entire COS family is rooting for you and the Vermont team. All right, Jason, we'll uh, talk to you another time, okay? Thanks, Andrew. See ya. All right. Now we're going to go over to Mike Ruthenberg, who has our answer for the Article 5 trivia giveaway. Mike, over to you. Thank you, Andrew. What a great show. It's always great to know how you can do what you need to do also when you're not voting. I mean, voting only happens, what, every two years, every four years, sometimes uh, more often if there's some local races, but it, there's so much more we can do. I'm so glad that you guys took the time to share some of the great things that we can do. And if you hearken back to the very beginning of the show, we gave a little Article 5 trivia you heard that I'm giving away this hat, this Second Amendment hat. This is a hat that celebrates the Second Amendment, that we certainly support the Second Amendment to the Constitution. However, there is one amendment that was repealed, and that's our trivia question for today. Next Monday will mark the anniversary of which amendment to the Constitution? And again, it talks about repealing the 18th Amendment. That was our hint. And the answer, you probably all know by now, I remember by 18 and 21, uh, and that repeals the prohibition of alcohol. The 18th Amendment 
was a prohibition on alcohol. The 21st is really interesting because it's the only time in American history that a constitutional amendment has repealed a previous amendment. This is important because we understand that not only can amendments be a little bit off or need adjusting or need to be completely repealed, but there's also other interpretations of the Constitution that need to happen, that need to be added to the Constitution so we can clarify what's happening, especially in current times. Some things have changed, and it's really important that we be able to change that, which is exactly why Convention of States exists. It's exactly why we've gotten through 19 states already. We're going to get to convention, and we can come up with some great, great constitutional amendments to keep this nation as great as it is and to know that a nation built on God's principles, on the virtue of men serving their nation, citizen legislators, we're going to return it right back. Thanks so much for being here, and we will see you next time. Back to you, Andrew. Thanks, Mike. Well, time for us to sign off. It's been a jam-packed episode. Uh, we do this broadcast. We do it every single week because we want to reach, teach, and activate uh, Americans and empower them with the constitutional tools that were given to us by the founding fathers to check an out of control federal government. If you're ready to come alongside many brave Americans who have decided to stand up against the federal government, against their encroachments, to use this constitutional power that was gifted to you, then I want you to go to conventionofstates.com. Take the click action page. You'll find all kinds of different roles that you can sign up to, to be a part of. We have, we'll take any talent you have and we will apply it towards convention of states and calling the very first article five convention to amend the US constitution. We want to limit the size, scope and jurisdiction of the federal government. We want to get amendments that would see fiscal responsibility, uh, federal government that is within its limits. And also we want to, uh, we want to rein in that out of control federal government. And of course, we want to see term limits too. So don't forget to follow us on Rumble, MeWe, Twitter, Facebook, Parler, uh, Truth Social, Instagram, wherever you're getting your social media buzz, make sure that you're following us, like and share the content. You can also listen to this program on our Convention of States podcast. Just search Convention of States wherever you podcast from. You can find us on Podbean, Amazon Music and Audible. If you want to get important COS messages and updates, please text START to 54555. Again, that's START to 54555. Check out the battle cry with COS president and co-founder Mark Meckler. It's on every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We'll see you next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time for another edition of COS Live. Uh, we have the country to save, so it's time for us to get back to work. Thank you for watching. This has been the podcast version of COS Live. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.